Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the only certified ghost Street podcast by the Vatican with your host, Gio. And Rob can't be here this week, so I'm going to be flying solo. He is actually right now in hiding in a bunker somewhere underground, hiding from the man in the cowboy hat and the white silk shirt. So uh, we won't be able to hear from him until we are sure that he's safe. But I couldn't get this week out of my mind, so I had to go on and talk a little bit about what I believe is happening. So we hear a lot about Russia, right? Russia is a big, a big word. I'm not going to get into the meaning of Russia, what it means. It may be an incantation, and um, but I'm not a, a wizard. I'm not a, a scientific wizard or anything like that, so I don't know. So I'm going to talk about what I do know, and it's nothing about Russia. I have no clue. But... There is a lot of talk about how Trump, the president, I'm just going to call him the president, is in the pocket of Russia, of of the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. Another incantation we might be saying too many times. I'm not sure what it means, and so that's why I'm not going to use – I'm going to just say the Russian president, okay? So the American president apparently is in the pocket of this man, Um, and frankly, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows other than the people that are involved, but here's what I do know. It starts from earlier, way earlier, and he's not only in this guy's pocket. And here's what I wonder. How many pockets can one person be in? If he fits in one person's pocket, I mean, obviously a human person fitting in another person's pocket, it's very kangaroo-esque. So this is the kangaroo inception president. That I'm talking about here, because before he was ever in the Russian president's pocket, he was already in the pocket, the big pocket of the old prime minister of England. We're talking about Winston Churchill. I'm not even sure if this guy was was the prime minister, but he has that kind of that kind of sensibility. He was regal. He was he was there for England, uh, for the UK at a time. That was so crucial um, in fighting Nazism in World War II. And so we have to look at this man, Winston Churchill, all of his acts, and really imagine that the ghost of him is as charismatic, is as energetic, okay, in, in, the, in the ghost zone, in the ghost dimension. So with that in mind, there's been a lot of uh, people talking, speculation, okay, the kind of speculation that I've been hearing is that Trump is just like Churchill, which is crazy, I know. But I'm going to try to explain to you why it may be that he is not just like him. It is, in fact, being possessed by him. So I'm going to just going to take you um, into a couple articles. You can just search this up. Just Google Donald Trump, Winston Churchill. Uh, and you'll you will see 
so many comments, so many different blogs, and um, and I, I'm just going to read read a few of the article titles. So this is Donald Trump has more in common when, with Winston Churchill than you think. Okay, uh, opinion as the darkest hour draws acclaim for its betrayal of Churchill. A comparison to Trump reveals two leaders obsessed with glory. Wow. Okay, so that's the first first article that I stumbled upon. So this is the next one. Uh, on Forbes, Forbes magazine, online, is Trump an Americanized version of Churchill? Uh, this is 2017, so last year, pretty, pretty much this year because it was December 27th. So this is something that people have been talking about. Mike Huckabee, and this is on the New York Times, Okay, this is uh, December 26, 2017, says Trump is like Churchill. Historians disagree. Well, I don't know about historians, but I do know that Mike Huckabee knows a bit about Churchill. Okay, they have, they have the same body type. And so um, when you have the same body type, obviously, you, you are on the same wavelength. And so uh, he knows a little a little bit more about Churchill, I think. Okay. Now, this is where things get interesting. We talked about this before. Um, we've obviously talked about how Winston Churchill is haunting the White House. And it all has to do with the, the bust, the head of Winston Churchill that sits in the Oval Office. What we can say is that the White House is haunted by many ghosts. Winston was just one of them. But here's what I believe triggered the dormant ghost inside of the President Trump. Now, what we're talking about is that early, earlier, before he went to Helsinki, before the uh, Russian President Putin meeting, he was in England. He was in L London, but he never really went to um, London proper. But he did go and sit in the chair that Winston Churchill sat in. I believe that sitting in the armchair of Winston Churchill, getting that butt-to-butt -butt that Trump got is exactly what he needed to get possessed. From that moment forward, we can say that the president was compromised, a compromat. People have been saying compromat a lot, and I don't want to use that word because, once again, we are using incantational words, words that we don't know the meaning of, in our daily language, and it's scary, because who knows what, what, what kind of conjuring demons we're doing for the enemy, okay? So please don't say that word if you don't, if you don't know exactly the etymology of the word. If, if you know it, send it to me um, so that you can change my mind, but until then, please do not use that word in front of me. So we have all these things adding up, okay? He's acting like He's, he's talking about, he's talking just like they have the same mentality as Churchill, Donald Trump and Winston Churchill. Now, we also have to talk about Stephen Baldwin. If you guys follow our, our, our podcast, last week we talked about how Stephen Baldwin might be the shadow president. Okay, and there's a lot of evidence that, that points to the idea that we're telling the truth. So. All you naysayers, please do your research and facts, fact check us because who going to check me, boo? That's, that's what I want to know. So here's a little more evidence to pile on to the already bonfire 
of evidence that we have. Stephen Baldwin was in a movie called The Usual Suspects um, with Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey was in a TV show called House of Cards about the presidency. Now, do you see here the already the root of, of, of presidency? Now, we all know Kevin Spacey is a dirtbag, um, occultist, and, and, and a groper. But we also know that he is um, a method actor. Now, he could have been methoding this whole time, acting as, as the president for his role. And I think he won an Emmy on that one. So this is all the long game for him. So he was around that kind of energy all the way back in The Usual Suspects with Kevin Spacey, Stephen Baldwin. And so we have to think about how now he's been acting as the president for this long, more than 20 years, more than Donald Trump has even aspired to be president, right? So to think that he could possibly be involved with Winston Churchill when, when you look at Donald Trump, when people talk about his wig, when people talk about his tan, it's obviously makeup. It's obviously fake, right? But we don't know why. Well, we all know, we, we think it's because he's vain, right? And, and because he's weak and he's ashamed of his dwindling body. But that's not possibly, could not be the case. What I'm proposing is that this is a pure fabrication, makeup job, Hollywood style. Stephen Baldwin is putting on this costume every single day and so now he's getting haunted and well first he was getting haunted now he's getting possessed by winston churchill so he might have bitten off more than he can chew in this situation and he's going to need his older brother alexander to come and help him because i don't think he can do it by himself so I'm going to leave it there. That's as political as we get here at Ghost in the Scene. Just let's just be careful with the words that we use. Um, we don't know which ones are spells and which ones are uh, conjuring spells. We could be conjuring demons. And Vladimir Putin could be the perpetrator of all of this. So please be careful, guys. Um, let's get into some movie news. We told you guys not to see this movie. We begged you. Um, on one occasion, I begged. I was down on my knees. I don't know if I told you that, but I was. And so, no, no, I'm sorry. You didn't listen. No one listened. Because I looked up the box office top charts this past weekend. And guess what's sitting on top number one? It's Hotel Transylvania number three. Summer vacation. And guys, how could you? Honestly. How could you do this? You're giving this movie, starring a vampire, this is the three, number three in the franchise, and it is number one. I don't understand what, what we're going to do to change the public outlook on, on any of this, because if you guys keep on doing this, if the public is going to continue supporting vampirism, transient vampirism, where vampires go around the globe, they're going on vacation. What do you think vampires do on vacation? They kill people on vacation. They go to different places. They eat. They kill. They stalk. They murder. And then they go back to their home to Transylvania. Guys, it's pretty simple. 
when we ask for this kind of stuff, it's not we're, we're not demanding, but we this we're shouting out into the universe because we know that it was this was bound to happen. But the fact that it it was is it's just there's no competitor. Ant Man and the Wasp, they didn't even come close. Skyscraper didn't even come close. So, frankly, we're disappointed in ourselves. We we could have ramped up the campaign against this movie, but frankly, they had more money than we do, and they have more money now. So, I'm really sad about that. I don't know what to say about that. There's no other movies that I can see on the horizon that were really haunted. I did see a movie, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit. This is going to be a little spoiler talk. Guys, allegory is very powerful in, in, in today's day and age. When you're able to tell a story that is so close to reality and yet kind of surreal, I think it is very powerful because it gets people thinking about things kind of in like a different, almost like they're in another dimension, right? When you create movies, you create other dimensions or portals to other dimensions. So I watched Sorry to Bother You the other day. Um, it's number seven. So already we're having positive outlooks because number seven, you know, you know, that's a good movie. So Sorry to Bother You. It's about this guy who's a telemarketer and he can change his voice. And he becomes this like super rich telemarketer by, and this is, here, here we go, spoilers guys. So I want you to enjoy these spoilers because like we said, spoilers are a good thing. So enjoy this. So he starts, basically he gets a promotion and instead of selling like cheap bullshit, like direct TV or whatever the hell he was doing before, he instead is selling people like human slavery, human trafficking. And it kind of like devolves from that. He gets paid. He's like rich, blah, blah, blah. And then he all of a sudden becomes embroiled or kind of like entangled in the slave like trade. He goes to this crazy orgy. He does cocaine that turns him into a horse. Um, and the horse people help him. There's a riot. There's all kinds of stuff. He gets hit in the head with a Coke can. He becomes a viral sensation. All of these little things, this little ping, 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 all of these little pings, okay, like little needles in your brain. They're poking like acupuncture, and they're trying to rewire your consciousness, okay? I believe this is a ghost allegory. When, when you look at Army Hammer's character, when you look at the main character, I forget his name in the movie, um, but let's just say that all of these people... They are all involved in this kind of like dance with each other. Him, his girlfriend, his friend, uh, the guy from The Walking Dead, um, all of these people, okay? They're, they're protesting against a corporation. Now, this is kind of like, like almost mirroring what Ghost in the Scene is, okay? Like they're protesting the telemarketers, like we're protesting Disney, okay? And then we have him rising up above the ranks just like mark did but then eventually getting hit in the head getting captured and hurt becoming viral now all of all of this stuff this is all kind of mirroring what's happening on our side of the fence and so we have to do, shout out to them thank you for putting our story out into the world and sorry to bother you is basically a sorry to bother ghosts but you shouldn't be sorry and, and, I, and I think even the title of the movie itself is kind of sarcastic. 
like, sorry to bother you, but they say it a million times. At some point, they're not really sorry to bother you. It's just part of the script. So they're not sorry to bother ghosts, just like we're not sorry to bother ghosts. So we're on the same team, number seven. Um, hopefully you guys rise above the ranks. You get to number five, uh, number two, because I truly believe that this kind of story needs to be told. There needs to be more horse-related content out there. And not only that, but there needs to be more ghost horse-related content. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Hopefully I have struck a chord with you in showing that Churchill and Trump have much more in common just in the sake that they went butt to butt. And the fact that they went butt to butt is a big, a big thing in possession. The butt is a hole. It's an, it's a portal to your soul. It's a direct portal. So the fact that they went butt to butt on that leather is very telling of the state of the president of the United States of America. So I'm going to leave you with that grave, um, sad truth that we have a lot to worry about, but we are strong, stronger together. I'm also going to be tagging on at the end of this show a little investigation we did into cars. Um, we talk about Incredibles too, and man, it's just like seeing a prophecy come true right before your eyes. It's it's beautiful. It's tragic. It's magical. It's all of the above. So I just wanted to share with you this little investigation we did into the Pixar movie Cars, starring Owen Wilson. All right, well, stay in the scene, guys. I want to talk about something that that they've been okay. So this is this is only for the audience, okay? Mark and Mark and Rob have been telling me that I I couldn't talk about Pixar for the last year, okay? They've been begging me not to don't. say the word. They've no. been begging, and I'm going to say I still it. don't like it. I still I'm don't like say it when it, we're guys. saying don't on air. I'm starting to think it. that it's a mistake. They're evil. They're evil, and they're mm. out to get you. They've been out to get you this whole time. And the fact that you're too stupid to even realize it makes you even more vulnerable. The fact that you're eating up every movie that they put out makes you more vulnerable. Every single trailer, every single ad that you watch that's on a bus that passes by, you're getting trapped in. Entrapped by ghosts, and not yeah. by and not by just the regular spooky dooky fun kooky ghosts that you see at the haunted mansion. Okay, this is these are grade A bad guy ghosts. But there's just been so many great films. There's Finding Fish, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Toy Cars, uh, Over uh, the Hedge, Over Hedge. Yes, um, Bruce uh, Willis was really good in that. The Bug Movie was good. Bugman, the um, yes. Ant Boy. Yeah, yes. boy, yeah. I think there was a lava lava girl in, the, in, in there somewhere. Shark, mm -hmm. shark boy and lava girl. Um, uh, Taylor Lautner's uh, early commitment to screen was very good. He's very karate, uh, karate oriented in that movie. Balloon That's man. The balloon man. Yes. Yeah. All of these movies. I mean, okay. If okay. The monster mash. If the monster mash was good. If we had pictograms with all of these different symbols, they would all add up in in a in a chemical equation. That's nuclear fusion. Guys, Whoa. this is stuff that, that we're working with that is beyond our scope of knowledge. This is what we've been talking about. We've been researching this for, for weeks, and I literally don't know half of what we're talking about yet because half the stuff is unaccessible. we got to go to the Library of Congress to get some of the stuff that we need. So Buzz Lightyear. He's a spaceman, okay? So you add a rocket ship with a spaceman, and all of a sudden you're talking about a nuclear bomb on Earth. 
okay? And Pixar is the one that is adding all these components and they're not, they're not building the bomb, okay? No one's building a bomb yet because the, the equation's not complete. But I believe that Cars 3 plays an integral part and, and God forbid they ever make an Incredibles 2 because I truly believe that'll be the end of the world. Uh, Gio, you know they are making an Incredibles 2. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not true. It's set to come out. I have, I have a reminder. I have a very uh, soon. It, it's on my phone. It has uh, the IMDb page marked. And as soon as they have an IMDb page for Incredibles 2, it's supposed to tell me. So it, it hasn't told me, so it's not true. Well, you could be getting jammed, Gio. You, you know, I think it's possible. one thing that we can learn about this here is that, you know, people don't want us to be necessarily getting this message out there. Uh, our phone lines have been have been uh, broached and, uh, you know, we got to watch out for, for this stuff. Yeah, you're right. Totally. No, you're right. Okay, so if, if Incredibles 2 comes out, we're in some serious trouble. But I don't want to, let's, this, that's an if, that's in the future. Let's push that date as far back as we can. We can stall because pre-production, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong, okay? So... They but, might not get all the, the actors in, exactly. in the film. That's really important. That's uh, they got to make sure that the, the locations will Brad, give you yeah. permits to Brad shoot. Brad Bird, he, his last movie, Tomorrowland, was a hunk of garbage. And so if they give him the movie back, I, I don't think they will. And if they don't, it'll be better because I think Brad Bird is, is one of, if not the only person that is at the helm of this I don't want to say what it is because it's it's very dangerous. And th this is the kind of stuff that we can get in trouble for, okay? So I'm not going to call it by its name, but you know what I'm talking about. We so know. Cars 3 just came out, guys, okay? Starring Owen Wilson. And everybody knows he's a good guy. I know he's a good guy. You guys, he's been some great good guys. Okay? Great he's, had guy. his, he's had his troubled past, but he's risen above. And for some reason... And probably for the money, I believe, hopefully, he's joined forces with Disney Pixar Animation Studios. For the and third time. For the third time. It's very true. Repeat. And, and I'm not sure if he was in the Cars uh, animated cartoons or in the shorts. So this could probably be the 15th or 16th time for all we know. Um, so Owen Wilson in Cars the equation gets a little blurry because he's a very good mathematician and he's played mathematicians in a lot of his movies. He's a very scientific oriented kind of guy. Yeah. And you can tell in a lot of his parts. He's a method actor too. He spends Absolutely. most of his time on the sets counting numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that's why cars was such a good fit because so many cars go around in the circle. He just counts all of them. One, and he has two, a, three. Yeah, and they go but, on laps every single time, so he has to count them every single time he passes. They they pass it, and he's a very fast talker. Like the yeah. cars in this movie, it's fast, very fast. Absolutely, and he'll he'll mutter equations into his speech. He's just speaking so fast, it sounds mm -hmm. like he's muttering, but underneath he's actually just shooting a lot of equations out. He's very quick. Mm -hmm. at equation uh, and I mean he had some experience he's played other cars a lot of people don't know this but in the Dark Knight trilogy he was the Batmobile all those sounds were so Owen true. Wilson he did that the voiceover for yeah mm -hmm. so it's not his first good. rodeo no, he's role. he's really good at making the car noises 
Mm -hmm. So he's been um, heading this franchise, okay? It's it, it was him in the first movie, and he's now back in the third, kind of like, like somebody we know, Vin Diesel, in the Fast and the Furious franchise. And, mm -hmm. I mean, you see the similarity with the cars. Think about it, okay? Owen Wilson cars. was in the first movie in a car, as a car. Pretty much, I mean, we can argue that Vin Diesel's part in the Fast and Furious, he is a car, okay? He's a yeah. car in disguise as a man, but he's a car nonetheless, American muscle. So these two people appear in the first movie, disappear in the second movie, and then reappear triumphantly back in the third, okay? And these two movies are linked, and I'm not sure what the link is, I don't know what Vin has to say about this, but if he has anything to say, he can email us. No big deal. We'll get this cleared out of the out of the way. Okay. I don't want to conjecture about Vin Diesel if I don't have to. There's also a lot of red. In Triple X, the X's are red. Yes. Lady McQueen is red. Yes. Red okay. movies. Okay, Vin see? Diesel, like a diesel engine. Diesel engine. Yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. Part, Let's not forget. Car, perhaps, these maybe. cars run on diesel. Yes, they do. So there's a connection there. Vin, if you want to clear this up, you, uh, you have your, your space, okay? You can respond to us any, any way you like. On Facebook Live, you can respond to us with a YouTube video um, with a fun. Give us a call. Give us a call. Well, it's a call. Exactly. The yeah. lines are join the Join the conversation here on the show. We expect you to call us in next time and really clear your name because if not, there's something suspect, okay? Mm. Now, You're not going to get any more parts in Hollywood if you don't clear it, does it? Clear it up. Exactly. The, the studio execs are we, looking looking out, and they're seeing that you're not telling the truth. Three and, they that, out. and they know that we are. Our track record has in, been impeccable. Uh, oh, yeah. People listen to us. Mm -hmm. we're, we're really a force in the industry now. Check it out. Mummy 3 made no money because everyone mm -hmm. watched our, our video the other week, and they're like, Absolutely. I don't want to be coaching soccer and kill my dad. Mm -hmm. I'm That's not going to do that. I don't yeah. that my dad and blame it on the Mummy 2. I'm and not they, seeing and that. They didn't. And guess yeah. what? Brendan Fraser's doing just fine now. Yeah, he's fine. He's I, I saw great. I saw a photo of Brendan Fraser, and he had a smile, and he was he was holding himself in a manner that he truly loved himself. And I feel that, and this is something where I this is more than just like a personal feeling. This is like a spiritual feeling that the mummy's curse has been lifted from Brendan Fraser and has been put onto Tom Cruise. Oh no. Okay. And I believe it because the proof is in the pudding, guys. The movie did bad. Tom Cruise loves money. If the movie did bad, he doesn't like that. Tom Cruise no like no money. Tom Cruise like money. Tom Cruise like the he money. has a very good record at getting money. Exactly. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise gets get money. money, dude. Yeah. Tom Cruise he shows, shows the money. Remember he that, shows remember people that classic the money. scene. The classic he scene. He shows it. Barry McGuire. Show me the money. That's pretty much like he was at the. That's the I am group. Tom Cruise was previously the Groot of the whole thing. That's the only thing he could say for years. But now he's back and he's doing this movie and it ruined him. He's now cursed. So we're going to be watching Tom Cruise very closely. We're going to be on a cruise watch. Cruise if, anybody, watch. if anybody sees anything about Tom Cruise, he's looking old. He's looking tired. He has a mummy staring at him and is pointing something at him. And he looks like he's going he's gonna to be wrapped in... Uh, what do you call it? Not not just toilet paper, but actual wrappings. He's he's a dignified mummy. Gauze. Gauze. 
he look if he looks hurt, honestly, okay, and this is beside the point. And this is this is this is this is breaking character. If he's hurt, if he looks like he's hurt, call an ambulance, okay, guys. Don't pretend like he's a mummy. He's probably got an accident or something. So if he if he looks like there's gauze on him, call an ambulance. Get somebody to help him. Ask him where where he where he is, where his keys are, who he is. Because it might it may not even be Tom Cruise. There's a lot of people that look like him. A lot of people get plastic surgery to look like Tom Cruise. That's true. Okay. He's so, he's a very desirable person. So, uh, you know, this is a very tricky situation for him, and we want to make sure that he comes out all right. Absolutely. He ha he has to come out of this, the better. Um, and this will help his character acting because he will now know what it is to be cursed for once in his life to have something negative go against him because he's as, been breezing through like a, like a fucking gazelle. Exactly. And as a person who's been to the other side, I could say that uh, it definitely affects you. Um, you know, I am recently decided to clean up my life a little bit, you know, dress more appropriately, uh, have people yeah. respect me more. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because I know, I know that this is, can it's all big. be taken away very quickly. It's and so I'm true. fortunate to be back. Wow. That's so powerful Tom, stuff. We're, powerful on our, we're, stuff. we're on cruise watch for you, Tom. Mm -hmm. And we're going to burn the midnight oil for you, Tom. We're not going to give up on you so easy. It's not going to be a one and done. We're going to watch you and we're going to make sure you're safe. We're going to steward you through this turbulent time. Ghost in the scene is with you, and it's with all of you guys. Everybody, everybody out there in, in, in the internet that's looking at us right now, this is for you guys. This is for you. Uh, Till next week, we're gonna have some serious business. Um, a lot of stuff in the works. More research. We're getting to Library of Congress, and they're gonna show us some documents that only certain people are privy to. So you're gonna get some very exclusive stuff very soon. So stay tuned, okay, guys. Till next time. Stay in the scene. Stay in the scene. Keep them eyes on the screen.